jargon term for today is least restrictive environment, LRE. Uh, we've been talking about this a lot and it occurred to me that we hadn't done the actual definition for it and maybe we hadn't done it because it's long and gnarly. Uh, but <laughs> let's, uh, yeah, there's no way I'm going to be able to read that. Okay, least re restrictive environment, the requirement in federal law that students with disabilities receive their education to the maximum, maximum extent appropriate with non-disabled peers and that special education students are not removed from regular classes unless even with uh, supplemental aids and services education in regular classes cannot be achieved uh, satisfactorily and then you can see where that quote has come from on the bottom there um, okay it's a mouthful right <laughs> But you know what? I gotta be honest with you. If you have a school-aged child, um, this is something that you need to have access to, this definition, because it's where things start to get a little bit slippery. So let's, let's journey now to what our working definition is where I pared it down a lot more. Uh, inclusion whenever possible. All right. So when we have here in the United States, if a child goes to school, uh, according to IDEA, which is the law that we tend to live by, although right now we covered this story last week in the state of Georgia, there is a test case that is being done against Georgia schools arguing um, that students who were taken out of a classroom of neurotypical peers, instead of fighting it through least restrictive environment with IDEA, which has had a difficult time winning in courts, they are fighting it through the Americans with Disabilities Act, which is very interesting. And it, it, it promises to be a landmark case. Whatever happens in Georgia, we're going to be letting you know because it's likely to have an impact on all of us in other states, very fascinating. But up till now, when we have gone in and argued in IEPs and talked about least restrictive environment, um, we've been talking about IDEA. And in IDEA, it says that all children in the United States uh, have a right to a free, appropriate public education in the least restrictive environment and which offers them a floor of opportunity in which to access the curriculum. Okay, mouthful, uh, right, and a little overwhelming. So, uh, you know, I, over the years, have taken this piecemeal, and the first part of it, that free, appropriate public education, we've talked about extensively. Of course, the most important word in that sentence is appropriate. Um, because that leaves a lot of wiggle room. What is appropriate to you may seem inappropriate to somebody else, so we need to, um, have discussions about what appropriate is. And when you are arguing with a school district, that is the, the word that you want to argue using. It is not incumbent upon schools to provide what is best, right? And as, as parents and as teachers and as administrators, we need to understand that that is not the parameter that we're looking for. We're, unfortunately, we are not looking for what's best, we're looking for what's appropriate. But you certainly can argue that in order to be appropriate, it has to be effective. This is the argument that I have always taken into an IEP. Is it effective? Is it effective? You're offering me this, is it effective? How do we know if it's effective? Do you have any data on that? 
um, it's a really effective way to argue appropriate. But then as we move to the next set of uh, criteria, free appropriate public education in the least restrictive environment, um, we need to, to look at things through a new lens too. What is a least restrictive environment? And you can see clearly from the definition that we gave you that comes from idea that whenever possible, a student is supposed to be included with their non-disabled peers. So where the wiggle room, and it, and it says in it again, when appropriate. And when you can, uh, accept for when you cannot meet the educational goals satisfactorily. So, you know, we want to make sure that being in a classroom with neurotypical peers is something that does not prevent our student from learning and being able to access the curriculum. We also have to make sure that our student being in the classroom doesn't prevent others from being able to access that curriculum because everybody has the right to have a floor of opportunity in which to access the curriculum. I don't know about you, but if somebody was sitting next to my son and they were hitting him, that greatly has the ability to prevent my child from having the floor of opportunity in which to access the curriculum, right? So we need to be clear on what behaviors a child needs to be able, a student needs to be able to do to be able to access the curriculum and to prevent um, them from um, making it impossible for somebody else to access the curriculum.